0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 minutes each day, but every day, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong in our faith, since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God, to stay close to Him, and also focused on our soul's salvation. Help people in your life by sharing these studies with them every day through Facebook, friends, text messages, other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can think of. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody come closer to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, asking the question, hey, do you have a weight problem? Well, again, those of you who have been with us through this series, you know we're not talking about a physical weight problem, spelled W-E-I-G-H-T, but we're talking about a procrastination problem, a weight problem, W-A-I-T. Do you keep waiting to do what what you know you need to do? Do you keep waiting to come to God? putting it off, making excuse after excuse after excuse, well, that's a weight problem, a weight problem of a, of a specific kind. And it's a weight problem that can keep you out of heaven. Now, some people with a physical weight problem, they're overweight, maybe even obese. That kind of weight problem may keep them from being able to enjoy life as much as they could and should be able to do because they're simply so overweight that it causes all kinds of physical problems, health problems. In some cases, they just can't get around very well. Well, they need to make up their mind to do what they need to do to lose enough weight to be able to have a better quality of life. But they procrastinate again. They're afraid. They don't want to give up that overeating well, the other kind of weight problem where somebody says W-A-I-T, well, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know I need to come to God. I need to get my life straightened out. Uh, I need to start going to church services. I need to start reading my Bible. I need to become a Christian. I need to repent of my sins, confess my faith in Christ, and I need to be baptized, buried with, in, in the waters of baptism with him, into him for the remission of my sins. I know I need to do that, and, and I'm going to do that, but I, I just I, I, I can't do that right now. I've, I've going to get things straightened out. I've got some things to do. I've got some things to set in order, and so they keep finding excuse after excuse after excuse excuse putting off what they know they need to be doing. What well, we call that procrastination, the habitual putting off of doing something that needs to be done, and you know it needs to be done, but you keep finding excuses that at least eases your mind as you keep putting it off. Well, we talked about the Roman governor, Felix, under whose charge the Apostle Paul was a prisoner. And he had heard about Christianity. He wanted to learn more about Christianity and about Christ. And so he, along with his wife, sent for Paul while Paul was still in in his custody in prison and asked him to start teaching them about Jesus, about Christianity. And Paul did. The text says in, in Acts chapter 24, verses 24 through 27, that he reasoned with him about Righteousness and self control and judgment to come. And boy, that struck a chord with Felix. He became afraid, one version says. Another version says he trembled and he sent Paul away. He said, You know, go away for now, and when I have a convenient time, I'll call for you. Well, the text goes on and says that he called for Paul over and over and over again. They had a number of conversations. We might call those personal Bible studies. But we never find where Felix ever came to the point where he made up his mind to do what he was learning that he needed to do, and that was to become a Christian, to come to God through Jesus Christ, to be baptized for the remission of his sins, to repent of his sins. We never see anywhere in the Scripture text through the rest of the New Testament where he took that step, made that commitment. He kept finding excuses He kept waiting. He had a weight problem, W-A-I-T. Well, we we talked about some possibilities as to why he might have procrastinated for so long. Maybe he was indecisive. Maybe he just couldn't make up his mind. Well, it's possible. Maybe he was a perfectionist. He thought, I can't live that life, or I'm afraid that I won't be able to live that life. I'm afraid I'm going to fail. Well, that I've run into that kind of line of reasoning or or protest from people a number of times in trying to talk to them about their soul's salvation. They think they just can't live the life. And, and, and to some extent, they may not realize that God knows you're going to still mess up along the way here and there now and then, but He has the way for you to be forgiven as you repent of that sin and ask for forgiveness through prayer through the name of Christ. God knows you're still going to be weak, but he promises to be there with you, and he promises that he'll never allow you to be tempted with a temptation that is too strong to overcome, but he'll always make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. God knows. God promises he'll be with you. Maybe Felix, maybe he was just plain afraid. Maybe he he was afraid, like we have fears all the time, don't we? But we noted that the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy chapter one and verse seven, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, if the only way the devil can keep us unfaithful to God, disobedient to God, away from becoming a Christian, is by planting the seeds of fear in our minds, then he'll, pour, he'll plant those seeds and he'll water that soil. He'll try to keep us afraid. But don't let the devil win. Don't let the devil keep you too afraid to come to God. Maybe Felix was rebellious. Parents tell children to clean their rooms or take out the garbage. If they don't want to do it, that is if the children don't want to do it, well, they take all day to get around to it. They passively resist the authority by procrastinating. Sometimes an employee doesn't like a supervisor, and so he procrastinates carrying out a request or an instruction as to his job assignment. Or a church member, maybe he's upset with some other church members. Maybe he's upset with the elders or the preacher, and so he takes too long to do what he has been asked to do as a member of the congregation. Maybe it might occur when One person sees the need to be baptized but refuses because he thinks, my wife's been after me to do this for years. And if I go ahead and do this, it's going to look like I just gave in to her and she was right. And so, you know, he's rebellious. He's not going to do that because he's not going to admit that he was wrong or she was wrong. To use Paul's phrase, I want us to look at 2 Timothy chapter. 2 and verse, verses 24 through 26. He says, a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility correcting those who are in opposition. Now another translation there says correcting those who oppose themselves. If God perhaps will grant them repentance so that they may know the truth and they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. We see when somebody becomes rebellious, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to admit that you are right. I'm not going to let you have any satisfaction in seeing me humble myself and be baptized. You see, that's rebelliousness. And sometimes the rebelliousness is even against God. for whatever reason they find themselves in opposition to God himself. Well, that rebelliousness and it's interesting that translation that says those who oppose themselves. You see when you let the devil when you let the devil have his way with you by convincing you or continuing to influence you to be rebellious against obeying the gospel. Against becoming a Christian, he's got you. You're not winning, he's winning. It's interesting, you know, and I've run across people and heard of stories who they did not want to hear anything about the Bible. They did not want to hear anything about their soul's salvation, about coming to God, about being obedient to God, or anything. They'd, in fact, they might even shut you down if you started talking about it. I don't want to hear it. If that's all you got to say, you can leave. Or maybe they'll just walk away from you. Yeah, and some people might even get angry if you continue even in a tactful, calm way to try to help them see their need to change their lives. They may become outright angry with you and even give the appearance of becoming violent if you don't shut up. Well, Maybe Felix was rebellious. He didn't want to give Paul any satisfaction that he, the Roman governor, would need to humble himself in obedience to God's word, to be baptized into Christ, to become a Christian. Maybe Felix was just plain lazy. Laziness has been replaced in our vocabulary by underachieving or lacking motivation or some similar innocent-sounding term. Laziness is laziness. You can try to couch it in all all kinds of, 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 uh, you know, euphemistic language as you want, sugar it, coat it, you know, try to water it down. It's just plain laziness. And maybe he was too lazy, too lazy to make the commitment to start to live the Christian life. The Bible doesn't paint a Portrait of laziness or a lazy man as just underachieving or lacking motivation. The Bible calls him a sluggard, Proverbs 6 and verse 6, a wicked and slothful servant, Matthew 25 and verse 26. It explains that he will become poor because of his laziness, because he just doesn't have the gumption to get out there and work and do the job that needs to be done to be prosperous. Proverbs 10 in verse 4 and chapter 13 in verse 4, chapter 20 in verse 13. He warns that his house will soon become run down, Ecclesiastes 10 in verse 18, and explains that he has a day coming at judgment, Matthew 25 in verse 30. Oh, yeah. Laziness can cause us to lose our souls. Christians are to be characterized by diligence and zeal. The apostle Peter wrote, wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. 2 Peter 1 and verse 10. The apostle Paul wrote, study or be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, God's word. Ephesians 2 and verse 10, the Apostle Paul says that we need to be involved in the good works that God has prepared for us to be involved in. You see the activeness that is central to true faith, true faith in God. We're going to talk about the consequences of having a weight problem next time let's pray. Father, help us to see, help people everywhere to see. The devil is always at work trying to pull them away from you, to keep them from being obedient to your word, to your teachings. Help us to not procrastinate, to not put off coming to you in faithful obedience, Father, because our souls are at stake help us to overcome this kind of a weight problem. Please, we pray. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and be patient with us, we pray, but guide us to come to you in obedience. In Jesus' name, amen.